Welcome back. Thanks for being here once again to the Cool Dad Rules. My name is Bill Adams. Before we even get going, I, I have to send this out right now. Just thank each and every one of you. If you're if you're new listening to the podcast, you, maybe this is your first episode ever. But everybody that's 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 liked and shared and spread the information onto the podcast. Not to get into numbers or anything like that, but it it's doing very well. We're getting a lot of good information out to people, and hopefully a lot of laughs in this parenting journey along the way. So I just wanted to wanted to, you know nice little warm and fuzzy thank you before we get going on this one. And boy, this one. My wife, Lauren, is the inspiration, I'd have to say the motivation behind this episode of The Cool Dad Rules because it was probably maybe three weeks ago. She started uh, telling me about this Facebook group, this parents page that's out there called Grown and Flown. And she kept on saying, you got to check it out. I'm telling you, you got to look at this. It's it's a bunch of parents. It's people like you and me who have kids a year ahead of us who are sending their kids off to college and they sometimes they have questions and they have concerns about you know what to do and other parents help them out and you know they share their pictures about moving kids into a dorm for the first time or whatever I finally checked it out, and I, I'm, I'm amazed, first of all, at the community that's out there and how people are able to help each other out, the information that's been shared. But one other thing hit me, too. I, and it's, I don't know why it took so long. I, I mean, it, this really kind of shook me a little bit because it made me fully realize, oh, my God, this will be us. This will be, this will be me. And you listening right now, even if you're far away from college age, it's going to hit you at some point in time where I will be that parent. I'll be one of them sending a kid off, grown and flown, fly into the world, you know, go and do it on your own. Hopefully we've done a good parenting job and they're on their own and they can, they can survive the college years. But in this year, in the meantime, these 365 days or thereabouts that I have left, how can I, yeah, obviously prepare my senior in high school, but how do I prepare me? This is obviously an emotional thing. So uh, to boil it down, what are the top things, you know, what's the bucket list that we should all do to try to really, you know, savor this time left you have with a high schooler, as frustrating as it can be, and to prepare them and to prepare us? What's the bucket list to make the most use out of this year left before they really are grown and flown? And here's another thing I just realized. A book has come out of this entire project that a couple of very smart ladies have, have done. And it's out now. I think today's the day that it's released. Grown and Flown, the book available to everybody. Co-author of that and co-creator of the entire, I call it a movement that's out there online, is Mary Dell Harrington. Honored to have you on with me uh, this morning, Mary Dell. Thanks for all the information. I, I guess I should say congratulations on the book. Thank you, Bill. Uh, Lisa and I are thrilled. This has been over two years in the making. Yeah. The book, the book that is. And we actually launched Grown and Flown almost eight years ago so we have I love nobody's ever referred to it as a movement before but thank you that's, that's well, kind of exciting I to guess. think about you thinking of it that way and thank you for all the kind words and your description of the group yeah. um Absolutely. I appreciate it. I I think you'd have to call it a movement, though, Mary Dell, because, well, you know, without having the strict definition of movement ahead of me, uh, you know, uh, uh, on a dictionary, it is, though, because it's not only people contributing their own personal stories, it's other people helping them out. That's what impressed me so much about about the group, the Facebook group. It's, It's really impressive. I mean, but it's at a huge number now. Did it start off with... Just your own concerns in sharing that and asking asking questions. What was what was the genesis of this? Well, first, first Lisa and I thought, you know, Lisa Heffernan, my my dear friend and co-founder, we were um, parent volunteers together. Our kids went to the same school, and wow. we had a we had a shift together at the snack bar every tu- every other <laughs> Tuesday, and we had many 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 conversations over the years that we shared that shift. And and one day she said to me, "This is when our younger kids were still in high school, and our older boys had already gone to college." 
said, you know, no one is really writing consistently for parents who have kids in high school and college. There's so much information out there for little kids, parents of little kids. But it seems to melt away by the time you hit around, you know, your kid hits 12 or 13. There really doesn't seem to be much out there. So why why, why don't we start a blog? So um, we did. And we had many pivot points along these last eight years. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the first ones was when we decided that our own stories about our five data points just weren't really all that compelling and interesting. (laughs) Plus, we were two moms from the same county and, you know, north of New York City, and kids went to the same school. So really, there was no, there was nothing terribly broad in that. And we began to invite people to invite for us, and they began to come to us and offer their amazing stories. And we had experts who wanted to write for us. So we now have almost 500 writers who have written pieces for us, in many cases, numerous pieces for us. And they have been experts from healthcare and education, college admissions, high school English teachers are some of our favorite writers because the drafts they send us are perfect. There's not one grammatical error in those drafts. <laughs> well, that makes it easy on you. <laughs> That's right. It does. It does. And then another significant pivot point was about three years ago when we started a Facebook group. And that's the community that you're talking about. Right. So Grown and Flown is not only a site where we publish original content every single day, but it's also um, this, this Facebook group. And at first we thought, again, it would be Lisa and I just sort of chatting, a few of our friends. But it grew, it grows by the hundreds every day. And we're now up to almost 125,000 members. Awesome. And the thing that is interesting is exactly what you said. It's people sharing their stories, offering advice and help. It's not Lisa and I starting the conversation. We may put up a post here and there or a question or a poll, you know, just just because we're interested in things ourselves for our families. Sure. in most cases, it's parents asking other parents, and that's what's really powerful. It's it's really replaced. I mean, when your kids, again, when your kids are little, you have all these birthday parties you go yep. to where you talk to other parents. You may be, you know, back to school nights. There are things you go into the pediatrician's office. You have a lot of community that's sort of built into the structure of being the parent of a younger child. But that scaffolding melts away. It's true. Once your kid hits high school. And so what this is is a replacement of that. It's a digital replacement but it doesn't make it any less powerful. In fact, it makes it more powerful. People have said to us in the group repeatedly, this group is larger than my hometown, mm-hmm. it's more diverse, and the stories that come out are things that maybe you've never encountered as a parent, but like you're really happy that you're learning about them now so that you can yourself be a better parent to your child. I've always found that you know sharing something, it's kind of like online group therapy. I've always found that sharing some kind of a story, sometimes the biggest benefit is just knowing that somebody else is going through the same thing. You don't feel oh, like you're so alone. Because you know how isolating it can be as a parent, I mean, of a kid of any age, because the first thing you think of is, oh, my God, what have I done wrong? I'm a terrible... They're gonna, <laughs> it's they're hard not to go there. Throw me out of the parenting club, I'm telling you. But, <laughs> but really, you realize that even though it's special to you and unique to you, a lot of these problems aren't that, aren't that uncommon. Which tells you, and the next line of thought should be, that means there's a solution. And that means that, you know, right down the road, somebody else can offer something. Even if that's not the first solution, maybe something, somebody else can offer something that'll, that'll help out. And that's, that's a beautiful thing to see. It really is. Well, we're, um, we're so happy that you're there. It is, you know, very mom-centric, but we have many dads. Oh, yeah. And we would love to invite more dads to get involved with us as well, not, not to be, not to think it's just a mom's club. No, no. It's absolutely not that at all. So it's I'm true. glad that you're here and it's we're we're you know, we're happy to have your viewpoint and your contribution. You will group, find so, Mary Dell, a lot of dads uh, will go on to mom sites and never will tell you. 
because we don't talk enough. The entire inspiration for me starting this Cool Dad Rules podcast is we don't talk. Dads don't talk. They, they just don't, and, and that has to stop. We don't talk enough about this kind of stuff. And, you know, it should take pride in being a parent of any kind, of any kind of child, and and uh, and help each other out as much as possible. All right, getting way too long-winded on this whole thing. we gotta get, <laughs> we got to get to some answers. And a lot of people, sure. you know, finding this podcast for the first time are probably getting a link off of uh, Grown and Flown already. So you know what Grown and Flown is all about. And you've probably seen this topic brought up many times, but it may be new for other people. So if you can just boil it down to whatever you think the main points are, what do you think is most important in this timeline right now? Like, like where a guy like me, where a dad like me is, I've got a year to, yeah, prepare my daughter uh, for college, but I got to prepare me too. How can you savor this last year left in the house and yet, well, and yet still make it very, very uh, uh, beneficial as far as preparing them for life? And is that even possible? Oh, of, it, it, I mean, it is, but let me put this big aside, this big caveat. The, the, the subtitle of Grown and Flown is Parenting Never Ends, and we're huge believers in that. So right. it's not like you have a year to get ready. That's your last year of parenting, and then that's it. You're done, <laughs> right. and you have no more opportunities. You, hopefully you'll have a very long life, and you'll have opportunities all throughout your life. Sure. To be a good parent. It just changes, as you know, as your kid gets older. But there are definitely things to do, and you almost have to make, you almost have to sort of be, just, you know, I guess to say it this way, to be mindful of doing things other than getting wrapped up in the busyness. Right. The fall that you're about to enter into with your oldest child, Bill, is one of extreme busyness because it's, if you've got a child who's applying to college, you're incredibly um aware of how much they have to do to get their applications ready. There may be some final college visits. There may be some final tests. There might be a lot of conversation about what's a real affordable school and what's not, and where you may, they may want to apply early decision. So it's pretty intense. And meanwhile, their their senior year classes are some of the hardest they'll take. Yeah, Yeah, that's the other element. You're right. It's so you you're very wrapped up in college admissions. You're wrapped. You're you're aware of how busy they are as students. If they're involved in a sport or a theater or a music or something that they've done perhaps since they were little, you're also very aware that this may be the last season of football or last ballet <laughs> recitals. You know, you're just so aware of these last that it can it can drag you down in a way. So you kind of have to push aside the thought of the last and push aside the busyness. And think about all the, you know, positive things you can do. And we, we came up with sort of a, a checklist of about seven different ideas. So I'll, if that's, I think this could be helpful to your Absolutely. You as a dad. But, I'd love to go through them. Um, and, and, your, and your readers are in the same boat. But the first idea we have is to get a professional photographer in and capture the moment. Mm. We all have hundreds of pictures, if not thousands of pictures on our phones. And maybe you're a talented photographer with your phone, but... Professional photographers will be able to come in and get your family together, and and those will be pictures that you will savor. They're still children. You know, they haven't, right. it's 16, 15, 16, 17, 18. They haven't, they haven't trans- made that transformational, physical transformation that they will during the next, you know, four years while they're away from home. So you want to really capture that moment. That's a great and idea. They'll, they'll be thrilled with that, too. Sure. I think another thing to sort of um, think about is to take the opportunity to talk about your failings. Um, I think that being honest with them, especially at this juncture, about things that you made mistakes on, things that perhaps you 
then can go on and tell them about how you recovered from those mistakes. But sometimes they, those disappointments and those mistakes, you know, it's, they weren't that easy to recover from. But I think if we send our children off um, to leave home with the misconception that we've never fell, you know, had a failure, we're doing them a disservice because they then they are less afraid. They'll, they will be um, perhaps afraid to let you know that they have failed as well. Absolutely. You have to be approachable in this whole thing. You have to, you, you know, to be able to say, and how about this even, you know, not to put, not to encourage doing some uh, risky things, but you got to say, these college years are the times to make some mistakes. I hate to put it that way, but I mean, that's what I discovered. Well, I think it's normalizing mistakes is a really good thing mm-hmm. and making sure that they know they can come to you to talk about those mistakes. Sure. So that they don't have you on some artificial pedestal of perfection. Because none of us are there. None of us have ever, have ever been there. But we haven't maybe necessarily uh, had the time or the thought that we needed to be confide with our kids as mm. almost adults that these are some things that we realized we um, didn't use best judgment or we didn't, you know, we made the wrong decision. Uh, maybe we did something that was hurtful. Mm-hmm. But I think if, you, if you're honest and you talk about that, they're going to be much more likely to come to you when they make the mistakes that are pretty inevitable. Um, they may true. all be different kinds of mistakes, but it is inevitable <laughs> because, as you said, college is a great place for experimentation, and and sometimes the, you know people are, we're all human, and our kids are definitely human, and our kids are definitely learning and developing. There will definitely be mistakes. Boy, uh, the one thing I don't have to worry about, Mary Dale, is my kids putting me on a pedestal. That's one issue I don't have. <laughs> That's good. You've already you've already achieved oh. that that honesty oh. and conversation with them by default. <laughs> good. Well, another another thing uh, that we think is um, a very positive thing is to is to give them one beautiful thing. This can be something that you buy for them, mm-hmm. perhaps a piece of jewelry or a watch, but something that is commemorative, something that um, maybe is is a piece of jewelry that you have, or sure. something that was that was that your parents gave you or your grandparents gave you. So it doesn't necessarily have to be something expensive that you go out and buy, but something that really is a token um, of a, that's beautiful, that is meaningful, and that is a gift from you to them. And um, I, it's a nice thing to remember. They'll always know exactly when you gave it to them and, and what it is and what it commemorates. I, I totally agree. That's right. Right, right. Um, another idea is to let them go before they're gone. Hmm. Um, I think we're all... We've all been kind of, um, to various degrees, uh, strict about curfews, strict about letting them go and do things independently. Right. But it's, you don't want to have the first opportunity for them to have an independent life to be that day you drop them off at the freshman dorm. Um, they really need to have some experiences of independence um, between now and then. And if you, you know, that can be a deliberate conversation with them about things that you feel that they should be doing on their own. Right. Um, both things that are, you know, relaxing, maybe curfew or relaxing some of the privileges and freedoms that you have kept pretty tight before. But I think also forcing down some of the responsibilities that you've taken on yourself, make sure that they're the ones making their doctor's appointments for, for example, this year. Make sure they're the ones who are, you know, talking to their teachers and, you know, just taking the responsibilities that they're going to have to take care of right. themselves when they're no longer living at home. But it, but don't don't just have it be like a light switch that you flip on mm. that day in September or August when you say goodbye. It can be kind of subtle and isn't part of that, Mary Dale, isn't that also facing the consequences of you forgot, okay, you forgot, you didn't 
follow through with this dental appointment you made to get your teeth cleaning, you have to deal with the, the repercussions of it. You know, I, little ways yeah. to, to teach responsibility that way. Yes, yes, that's true. I mean, they are still, I remember certainly when my kids were seniors in high school mm-hmm. and how busy they were and they both did, um, they both did sports and so, and they were applying to college, you know, all the things that we talked about earlier in the show. And so if I could help them out by making breakfast for them as they ran out the door, you know, yeah. if I could help them out in certain ways, I, I certainly would, would want to do that for, for any of my loved ones. Certainly would want to do that for my husband if he was in a big crunch time. So it's not like you're not wanting to be loving and, and you know, support them. But, yes, they do need to begin to take on more of their responsibilities. And, and that also can, can be coupled with more freedoms. So those things are sort of two sides of the coin. Right. Exactly. And, and it's in long-term benefits, too. Because, again, like, like the commemorative little gift, gift or something you give them, those are things they'll remember. Right. Right. No, that's true. So these next two things are, are kind of related. They're very related. Um, and it's it kind of similar to what we talked about before about talking about your failure. But tell them, tell them also um, what you love about your spouse. If you're, if you're lucky enough to have a good, solid marriage, talk about what, what, that, what goes into that. What has been meaningful? What matters to you about your husband or your wife? It's something that we don't really spend much time talking about. But talk about what kind of mom or, or husband or wife or dad that you hope that they may be someday. Right. Um, it's not like we're trying to rush our kids into, into thinking about marriage as they, as they are, you know, in these young years. But I think taking a moment and just expressing how much parenthood means to you and how much, how, you know, appreciative you are of your, of your partner um, and what it feels like to you to be a parent is, is a conversation that this is a great time to have and one that, you know, again, we don't really, we don't really uh, tell them that much. No, uh, we don't. You're right. We don't take the time to do that. But is, is there a time to do that, though, Mary Dale? Is there a part where your kid will be like, oh, not now? <laughs> you, know, you get the rolling eyes deal. Is there a I good, know. Is it, do you wait for a quiet time? Do you wait for an emotional time? How does it work? You know what? Sometimes it's just uh, that car ride. Sometimes yeah. there's a, a topic that's related. Sometimes maybe you're talking about a family member. One of the one of the best times for conversation that we've had with our kids has been when we've walked the dogs. We have these two <laughs> uh, really really rowdy right. Labradors, and our kids have grown up with Labs since they were little. That was always been our breed. Um, so that we've always had a, a chocolate Lab or two around the house. You know, big burly guys. And they need walks, and it's really more, more, it's easier if there are two of us walking two dogs. And that's a great time to have a conversation because you're not really making direct, it's like driving, right? right. You're not making direct eye contact. Right. You're watching the dog. Um, and there aren't but, a lot of distractions out, well, except for the dogs. No. But, I mean, that's a good time to talk. And how many family issues have been settled in a car ride talk? It's the best. Uh, well, that, that, that's a, it's definitely a thing. It's definitely a thing. <laughs> But I think the other thing, uh, which is another point that we talked about, is is telling them secrets. Now, there may be some family secrets that you've held um, in confidence because you felt that they were not old enough to understand. Well, you know, if your kid is 17 or 18 and going off to college, maybe, again, this is the time when you need to let them know that, uh, you know, there was, there was some something that happened, something that's painful maybe or uncomfortable for your family to talk about. But again, this 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 is not 
this is the time when you need to respect them as as being a near adult. Sure. And let them know that you have confidence in their ability to understand and put context around maybe something that you just weren't sure that they could when they were younger. It's it's definitely a sign of respect. And they respect you for telling them that, I'm sure. Right. Instead of keeping it a guessing game. Yeah. No, I agree again. So this is definitely, these are things that both enrich their life and enrich your life as a parent. It, it's, it's, a, it's a chance for you as a parent to really um, add to the fabric of this, of this last year when they're under roof. And I think if you're, if you're consciously thinking about the things that you want to make sure they know and learn, don't worry so much about how they can do laundry. They'll figure it out. You know, they'll, they can look on YouTube to learn how to do laundry. Don't waste your energy and time on things that are really kind of simplistic. Think about these very, these are much bigger issues. That's a great, great point to make. Of all the great points you've made and you continue to, and there's a, there's a ton of the book we'll talk about here. That's, you know, I major in small things way too much. And I can confess to you now as a parent that that's what I do because I'm like, I, I always project ahead. Oh, my God, they don't know how to do laundry. What are they going to do five years from now, 10 years? You know, and you put that added pressure on. They'll figure it out. It's fine. Waste your worrying time for the important stuff, like you're saying. I know, I know, and you know, this is just there are many. There are going to be many high points in this (laughs) year. There'll be some low points too. We, my family, certainly had, you know, the proverbial thin envelopes from uh, college admissions, as well as the fat envelopes, even though they're not really notified that way anymore. But the, um, you know, that just goes with the territory, and so it is. I think they're. I think our kids are almost prepared for this to be. A bigger year, so maybe they're more receptive for this kind of conversation than they ever have been before. But it's because they're feeling it too. It's an amazing time. We, I, here's the biggest thing I think, Mary Dale. We can't forget what an amazing time this is. Yeah, I get it. There's pressure. There's stress. There's uh, there's probably the busiest you, you your family has ever been. You know, all together. But it's an amazing time to prepare you and them for the next step that's going on. And like you said, and like it's, it's, it's inherent right there in the book title, Grown and Flown, How to Support Your Teens, Stay Close as a Family, and Raise Independent Adults. You never stop parenting. It, it, it's no. all right there. And I, I got to get to this, too. Congratulations again. The book is out now. So I imagine like, uh, like every other human in the world, you can go to Amazon and get it. But also, is there a link on the blog site, too? There is, yes, yes. You'll. Uh, it's not hard to find. So if you go to grownuplone.com, you will see it front and center. That is, uh, it's great. I mean, congratulations on all this Thank stuff. You. Thanks for helping me out, talking talking to me about this the, this stuff. It's got to be rewarding for you to to talk to other parents like me, helping them out with you know these kinds of issues. Because, like you said a few years ago, you, you didn't imagine that it would grow into this at all. Oh no, no, no! We we thought it would be sort of the two of us, two of our <laughs> friends. Maybe I knew my mother would read it. But, um, <laughs> That's right. Not not really sure about uh, how it would grow, but it's it's very gratifying. And the thing that's that's interesting for us, one of the other many interesting things, is that people we found that people uh, across the country are getting together in real life. Um, if they've ah, met beautiful. on Grown and Flown, and they're, we're not creating these meetups, but they're just sort of happening spontane- spontaneously. That's awesome. And um, it's it's great to see because, it, as you mentioned earlier, it can be kind of a lonely uh, stage of parenting. Can you imagine, though, if you decided not to go to snack night, that volunteer that night, and you, <laughs> and you weren't working with Lisa, what would have happened? It could have been a different True. world. 
It's true. If she'd signed up for a different volunteer shift, this may not, not have ever happened. So, yes, we have that. We have the PTA to thank. That's so funny, and that's awesome stuff, and I appreciate it so much. You're great. Mary Dale Harrington, along with Lisa Heffernan, the uh, Grown and Flown authors, but also the community parent page, uh, grownandflown.com, which is the, the blog site, but the book is out right now. Thanks again for joining me. I'd love to talk to you again in the near future, Mary Dale, and I know you're going to be even busier from here, but great stuff. Thank you so much, Bill. Absolutely. Awesome. Great lady. Great site. Great book, too. And by the way, all of you right now checking this out on the Grown and Flown Facebook page, feel free to hop over, give me a like, check out all the other past episodes of the Cool Dad Rules, too, on our Facebook page there. And always free. Thanks for sharing it so much on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts as well. Great to have you along for the ride because you're awesome. You're a great parent. You can do this. I'm Bill Adams. Thanks for hanging out with me. We'll see you soon.